0: Welcome into another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, the NBA edition slash playoff edition. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. What's up, Martin? How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm just trying to figure out which place I'm going to be getting my lemon pepper wings and drink from because uh, the Clippers are toast. In fact, maybe I should go with a place that has toast. Hmm.
0: I wonder if I can
1: get a a good wing place with Texas toast.
0: Who we'll count your chickens before they hatch. Just be careful in the NBA playoffs, all right? By proclaiming mm. somebody dead. I think people did that to Denver last year when they were up three to one. I mean when the Clippers were up three to one on them and the Clippers uh, choked that down. So just be careful. I'm just saying it takes yeah, uh, just another time. It takes four wins to be able to move on. So I'm just saying last year the Clippers lost to them twice. Uh, most people pick this four or five matchup in a seven game series. So we'll see how it plays out. If you're right, I'll pay up. If not, I'm going to have the crow so big. Everybody will think I'm a rooster. OK, just remember that. All right. Before we get into the NBA playoffs, the big news out there, Martin, and let's tackle this. The Warriors' uh, general manager Bob Myers came out, and he was like, hey, they're hoping to we sign Steph to a Supermax contract worth $215 million, roughly, um, this summer. He still has one year left on the last extension that he signed, but they want to get it done this summer. I'm saying that the Warriors should pump the brakes and back off this and actually shouldn't do it because these contracts only come back to bite you, and they have to admit that the party's over. I know Steph is coming off a scoring title at 33 years old, the Mm -hmm. oldest player to do it since Michael Jordan did it in 1998 at 35. I get all that. But hello, is this on? The Warriors didn't even make the playoffs, and Steph's not going to play any better. My point, Martin, is that the Warriors should not, N-O-T, uh, re-signed Steph Curry to the Supermax deal. You could read my column on deadspin.com, and you could go to the archives on the Odd Couple Radio show on Fox Sports Radio and hear my tape there as well. What do you say? And I can just imagine.
1: I, th- I like the rest of America, probably think that that's one of the most ridiculous and absurd takes that I've heard come out of your mouth in your, in your what, 20-plus or 30-plus... 30-plus years of sports of, of reporting. I, I don't know what Steph Curry did to you personally, Rob Parker, but whatever it is, you got to let it go. Because here's the thing. You're not wrong about the Supermax contracts, but – It's really hard to say that right now when Chris Paul just led the Suns to the playoffs and Russell Westbrook just led the the Wizards to the playoffs. And those were two guys who were talking about they were named Chris Paul's contract and Russell Westbrook's contract. So that's what you're essentially saying with Steph Curry is that Steph Curry would come into Steph Curry's contract. The problem is... The biggest problem is when you pay a supermax when you pay a supermax to a guy who is not a supermax guy. The problem with the Warriors cap situation is Draymond Green cuz he doesn't shoot the ball. He doesn't he's not an offensive he's not if he was, if Draymond Green was a little bit more of an offensive threat, the Warriors would be in the playoffs right now. We'd be watching them in the 8th seed. Draymond Green passed up a wide open shot. And with the Warriors losing their their, their first round pick Wiseman getting hurt and I will say the roster construction Oubre and Wiggins and, and even D'Angelo Russell before that, the, the best move that this team, the best move that the Warriors did was obviously draft Steph and Clay and then get KD to come, but that was Draymond Green recruiting him, right? So, like, but, I have a big problem with the Warriors front office being, like, this big gen, just genius brainchild and it's evidenced by their moves past, but I, this one right here, you gotta give Steph the Supermax because Steph needs to retire a Golden State Warrior. And no, Steph's it, game is such, that he'll be able to play at, at an advanced stage.
0: But here's my issue: is that you're putting the keeping the band together thinking that they're still cranking out hits when they're not. And here's my point, is that they can't even guarantee that Clay Thompson's going to be ready for the start of the next season. This is how bad of an injury. This is two years in a row he's missed a complete season, okay? You don't even know what kind of player he's going to be when he comes back. Draymond Green every year becomes more one-dimensional. You just mentioned it. Every year, more and more one-dimensional, where he's miss, open, missing, not taking open shots in the NBA, which you just can't afford not to do. Then you have the wise men and Wiggins. They're good, but they're not great. So when you look at it, and you look at the Western Conference, which is good and not a cakewalk, and you look at the monster in the East, the Brooklyn Nets, who you don't think have a shot to win the finals. We'll talk about that. When you start looking at you know, where they are, this team, that, that, that party bus has, has has taken off that the Warriors aren't going to win another championship. If this is about making the playoffs, hanging around, trying to sell tickets at the new chase uh, center or whatever they call it in San Francisco, and you're just doing that. And you want to do that and play that game. That's fine. We already saw it. They Kobe Bryant. So, got a big so, wh- so
1: what, so we what, make- so what does that stuff go? What, do, make- what do they end up with? They don't have Steph Curry. The
0: 14th right. seed? Co- Co- that, that, what did they do? They they gave Kobe Bryant a huge contract, right? The Lakers at the end. They didn't make the playoffs his last four years in the NBA, okay? After because he blew they,
1: his Achilles.
0: Okay, no, it wasn't just that. He played. I'm talking about four he, years. He wasn't the same guy. <laughs> like, years. this is, like, what are you talking about? Steph Curry that, just won what? the scoring and, title. And Michael Jordan, all right, what the Bulls did, was Michael Jordan said, I'm interested in coming back if you bring back Phil Jackson. The first thing they announced is that Phil Jackson is not coming back, which made it easy for Michael to say, okay, then I'm not coming back and retire. So they didn't go down that path. And I know people don't want to, they they would love to see guys finish with their original team, but that's not what sports is about. There's a handful of guys who do that. I'm just telling you, this is going to not work out. Uh, The only reason they won those other two championships was because of KD. And not because of Steph. You know, it's funny you bring up
1: Michael Jordan and his refusal to go back to the Chicago Bulls after they moved on from Phil Jackson because you know what the Chicago Bulls have done since then? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nothing. They've been terrible since that day. And you know what else happened? When LeBron, after the Lakers signed Kobe Bryant, to, after he blew his Achilles, they signed into that lifetime kind of lifetime contract. You know what that did? You know what they've done? All they've done is sign, they've signed LeBron James and then traded for another preeminent free agent and resigned him to Anthony Davis. You know why? Because the they Lakers take people. care of their stars. The no, Lakers no, take care of their no, stars. No. If the Golden State Warriors ever want to sign another premier free agent like they did Kevin Durant, they're going to need to pay Steph Curry. That's, no, just, the, I, that's just the reality I, of the situation.
0: My point is, you got to understand, it, it's called insanity when you keep doing the same thing thinking that Something different's gonna happen. Steph will never play better than he just played last year. Okay, so he's going this way. I mean, let's just be honest. He, he's going this way. Okay. At no, I'm
1: not, I can't yeah. say that. I can't say that. I'm I can't
0: why I, all he's
1: done is get better. I, all he's done is get better. And, and if, he's if, if he's miss, in, right, in, and right now right, he was in a situation where way. he had nobody to pass the ball play, to. I, I can't I, I disagree that I can't I disagree that it's just it's just God. God spoken truth that Steph Curry is just going to regress some, next year. I just that's what, that's what
0: happens. There's what no evidence there? to that. It's not about they go, the, the Warriors have been canceled, and we're not talking about uh, by the culture by Father Time. Trust me when I'm telling you this. You can, you can look at it, and what you need to do is avoid from making the same mistake that so many pro teams do when they give older players big contracts at the end. They wind up biting them in the butt and they still don't win. That's that's my whole point. If you just want to be relevant and sell tickets, then go ahead. Give Steph Curry two hundred fifteen million dollars. If you're trying to rebuild this thing and try to win again and put together another situation so you can let Steph Curry move on to the next team.
1: So the solution to rebuilding is to let the league leading scorer walk out of the door that's the uh, solution.
0: Yeah, happens. Uh, Tom Brady was let, was, was at, was, was, uh, able to leave, uh, new and look England. where the new
1: England Patriots are. And oh, Tom Brady's now added another ring that, to his finger. Like it that doesn't still, make that, any sense.
0: No, that's still the right move by new England. It, it is whether, whether Tom Brady goes to another circumstance or Steph Curry goes somewhere else and teams up and tries to win. That's fine. But to just put yourself in a, in a trick bag with $215 million on a team that's not going to win the way it's currently constructed makes no sense. They're not going to win. So
1: let me, let me just get this straight. The, the, the right move was for new England to jettison off the greatest quarterback of all time. Not to the then greatest quarterback. Miss the playoffs. The no, to then, quarterback. Miss, to, to then miss the playoffs. Okay. So then for the golden state warriors, the right move would be to take first ballot hall of famer, Steph Curry lead leagues, league, 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 league Scoring champion Steph Curry and, and ship him out of town for, for minimal returns. That's that's the right way to stay a competitive franchise. Got it. Uh, no, understood. It, we can move it, on it, to the it, next topic. It's,
0: it's a way of not paying a guy uh, way too much money when you're not going to win. That's my point. Is that they're not going to win with Steph, Clay, and Draymond being your being being your core. You're not going to win. So, so what you're not going to win without him, no, but you're not going to win with them. So, what's the difference? So, you're not going to win with that. So, why,
1: what are you here for? Like, what are, I don't understand what are you no, doing you if build you're the, the Warriors the next like, so Why would you not want to build a team around the league, the league score,
0: fan you, favorite,
1: and the, the son of Oakland?
0: Go, because the pieces that go with it aren't going to win you a championship. That's
1: why. All right, find better pieces find better pieces if Draymond Green shot the ball the Warriors would be the six or seven seed this year I mean that's just period you want to talk about a a mistaken contract that's the one
0: wait a minute Steph Curry was in the playing game they lost to the Lakers he missed a shot late and then he went into overtime with Memphis and he had a few turnovers, and two points, and didn't make any shots. Draymond
1: Green had multiple, multiple,
0: multiple,
1: talk about, talk multiple about the multiple leading score. I
0: just gave you the, the facts. No, I'm talking about the big
1: money guys because that's the problem, right? The contracts, right? It's the contracts, why right? Because they're not going to win anything without the league leading score. But when you got a guy who's also making super max bread who's scoring Five points a game on one for six like no I'm I, I'm sorry I can't I can't He's me personally I can't assign all Steph the blame to Steph Curry
0: Draymond Green, who should be making a shots. Steph didn't do it in overtime against Draymond Mavericks. Green should be making
1: more shots yes Draymond Green's like last <laughs> like left. we'll talk about the Clippers and the Mavericks in a second but I'll like wait. you got Luka Doncic who's the king of the guy you know who's making four quarter wait, shots I'll Tim I'll Hardaway wait.
0: Jr. I'll wait for you to tell me the big shot that Steph Curry's made at, at the end of the game to win okay so with 10 I'm seconds. not gonna do this all with your old stipulations. Oh, it was only 11 seconds left. Oh, it was a tie game. It was this. It was that. Look,
1: um, I get you. Got the you got the the Rob Parker stats and info crew to devalue everything that Steph Curry's ever done. Well, when when history when written when history comes out and when it's all said and done, Steph Curry is going down as the greatest shooter of all time. Period oh, stop. Never and there's nothing you spot. can argue about it. I'm sorry. When you think about volume and accuracy, there's just no argument.
0: Take Reggie Miller or Ray Allen any day in a big spot to make a big shot for me. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and and, and you'd be incorrect. All right. <laughs> All right, Rob. Your finals picks. The Eastern Conference is looking pretty good, but the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Clippers are down 0-2 to Luca Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Rob, are they done? They feel uh, done to they're
0: me. Not, they're not done. They're in a bad hole. Obviously, you don't want to lose two home games in the playoffs. But it's a seven-game series. It's four against five. We knew it would be a struggle. Last year, they beat Dallas in six games. Um, so most people this year picked them to go seven. Uh, they're in a bad spot. I mean, they got. there's no room for error. But the series is not over. I think people got to be careful with uh, automatically assuming when teams get down. We saw, you know, the Golden State Warriors were up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. No team had ever lost that. And guess what? Warriors lost to the Cavaliers. Last year, the Clippers were up three games to one on uh, the Denver Nuggets. And guess what? The Denver hey, Nuggets. Uh, I can remember in my days of covering the NBA, which I started covering since 1987, I remember the New York Knicks taking a 2 to nothing lead over – Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, and the Bulls won the next four games in the series. Like, it looked like, oh, they, they got it wrapped up. All I'm saying is it ain't over until uh, Dallas gets all four of them.
1: And all I'm saying is that one series you referenced with the New York Knicks and apparently two with Kenny Smith, because I was watching Inside the NBA last night, only four, four teams have come down, have come back from down 0-2. Four in the history of seven-game series in the NBA. Four of them. Kenny Smith was on two of them. One of them was the Knicks. Maybe the fifth one will be the Los Angeles Clippers. However, I don't see it. I don't see it because, like you said last year, you're right. They did beat him in six games in the bubble. You know what happened in the bubble? Chris Stapps got hurt game two. Luka got hurt game four and was plugging it out. And they took him six games to beat him. You said most people picked the – I – did not I picked the Dallas Mavericks because no, I saw this coming? Hey, okay, no, you're being funny.
0: You also picked against the Brooklyn Nets that they can't get to the NBA Finals, didn't you? I did.
1: We got a lot of time for that one. We got a lot okay. of time for that one. Yeah, there's still there there's still there's still multiple teams, okay. a few in the East and some in the West that are going to. You know, I'm sorry that the Brooklyn Nets the, the completely demolishing the Boston Celtics is not necessarily. You know, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's keep everything in our, in our predisposed segments. I get it, Rob. You're running out of ammo for the Clippers because they look terrible. Kawhi had, Kawhi, there is no way that I can see that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can play better than they played on Tuesday night? And the Clippers lost by 10. They weren't even in competition towards the end of the game. You were right saying it's a struggle. It's a struggle seeing how the Clippers are going to play any defense this whole time. I thought these guys were supposed to be the best wing defenders since Pippen and Ron- I was Pippen and uh, Jordan. Where is it at?
0: All right, let's move on to Brooklyn.
1: You made your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Brooklyn. Let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn because there's, Nets. D- you know where they at. They're nowhere. They're nowhere to be found. That team's got more uh, I, hair. I, I, that, that team's got more hair on heads than defense in games.
0: Let's move on to Brooklyn, and I want to get your take. What do you make of the uh, series against uh, Boston?
1: Well, the thing about the thing about the Nets and, and the Celtics is the Celtics were never going to be. Especially this iteration of the Celtics, we're never going to be the team to challenge Brooklyn. They don't match up in the spots that Brooklyn has holes, right? Like the Celtics don't have a great big man. The Celtics don't have, I mean, they're good on the wings, right? So they had Tatum and Brown before Brown got hurt. Really all they got is Jason Tatum. There's I don't think that Brooklyn win I don't think that Brooklyn loses a game in this series. Now, the thing but we've been saying this all year about the Nets. When they are playing a dominant big man, it's really hard to see it's really hard to it's really hard for to see how they're going to defend that player, with Kevin. Like if you you go ahead and run Kevin Durant and his two hundred and twenty pounds self out there against these guys who are two thirty five, two forty, who are seven feet tall and banging in the post. Now, I'll say this: a team that I wasn't expecting to give the Nets any trouble, which seems to be looking like they're clicking on all cylinders, the Milwaukee Bucks, and they match up a little nicely with you got Drew who can guard Kyrie. You got Giannis, who can guard KD, and then you run into the Harden problem. But I will say this, Rob Parker, to your overarching point, it's absolutely terrifying to think that you can have a situation in which James Harden drives the lane. Oh, the the lane's cut off. Okay, so he kicks the ball out to Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie's covered. So then he kicks the ball to Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant's covered. So then he kicks the ball to Joe freaking Harris, who just happens to be the, you know, top three, three-point shooters in the NBA. Like, I mean... I,
0: I was glad, it, I'm it, glad you brought it up and not me because that was going to be my point was Joe Harris had 22 points in the first half yesterday. And you got the big three. Who do you leave open? Like, they got nothing but shooters. And the problem is... See, this is the problem. Your point about the big man, I get it. But they have too many weapons. Nobody has that, that many. We had uh, Antonio Daniel uh, on the... Uh, radio show a radio show he, yeah the odd cup one he just said it's an arms race like like we've never seen this amount of offensive talent uh, put together and even when people talked about oh well they don't play defense and all this oh there's only one ball they just look like um when they're making their shots. and we saw in the first game where the celtics made it interesting for a minute when they the nets missed uh, nine straight they were over nine from three to start the game that's probably the worst offensive part we're going to see from this team. They just have too many weapons. And all I'm saying to you is it will be you, – you can beat them a few games. You will not be able to beat this team four times in seven games. I think that's uh, where they are. And so far we've seen uh, they are as advertised. This, this is what we've been talking about. They only played eight regular season games. They're only going to get better – as time goes on, because I have more time playing together, I think that's the other scary part is that they're not even there yet. They'll be able to probably, like you said, sweep this series, you know, rest up, be ready for the next series, because there's not – I can't see Boston winning a game in this be I mean, Yeah, I'm,
1: I mean, even even currently, even full constructed this iteration of the Boston Celtics, they never got right. All year, they never got right. Uh, th- this was not the same team that that lost in the Eastern Conference Finals the year prior. Like it just didn't feel like the same team at all. Um, and so, f- like for me with this Celtics team, they were always off all year. Then they got, got then they get hurt, and so it's just like this Celtics. It's really hard for me to to judge the Nets. Off of like Because this is really the first time we've seen all big three together. Now, don't get me wrong. If I were to judge them, I would give them an A-plus with flying colors, 100%. <laughs> but I have to look at the level of competition. And th- this team is just depleted that they're playing against.
0: Jason yeah, Tatum
1: it, is not that guy by himself.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. But I'm just talking about the shot-making ability. That That's what I'm talking about. If you told me that they were, you know... Didn't have the manpower, and, and they're getting pounded. in the pan. They, They're making shots, no matter who's out there. I, I think that's the part that makes them scary.
1: Much like the Dallas Mavericks, making shots.
0: Making shots. That's how you win games.
1: The NBA playoffs are here, and you'll be in hoops heaven, betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There are so many exciting matchups, and FanDuel is taking that excitement to another level because new and existing users, that's right, all customers. All of them. Everybody can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account you can bet on one same game parlay risk-free every week that means you can combine multiple bets for an even bigger win and if you don't win you get your ten dollars back so for me when I'm doing my same game parlay tonight I'm taking John Morant points rebounds assists over 33 and a half so John Morant points rebounds and assists over 33 and a half so basketball fans Right now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because new users can still get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. So just sign up with promo code LP3 to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Going down to the Valley of the Sun, the Lakers split with the Suns. Uh, 1-1, the Suns taking game 1, the Lakers taking game 2. Rob, I don't know about you, but after that game one, it seemed it felt like a it felt like a quintessential LeBron James game one feel out quote unquote game. And I don't see the Suns winning another game in this series. I think the Lakers got this one in five. As I much as like, I, and, and I love the Suns. I, don't get me wrong. I loved watching the Suns all year. I had so much fun watching the Suns.
0: But, I, I want to get on this. You said it, that they won't win another game. I would love to bet you on this. Let's do this. Let's make another. What do, what?
1: what do you want to bet, Rob?
0: We, we'll make ten wings and a drink. So uh, so you, know, what? So, uh, you have it,
1: sons and six.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a LeBron feel-out game like where he took his foot off the gas. Anthony Davis didn't play well. Anthony Davis is involved in LeBron James's feel-out game. Is that what that was? This whole notion is so <laughs> overrated and so overstated. Oh, this is the LeBron. Uh field, feel out game. Anthony Davis was awful. What are you talking about? Anthony Davis was a fe- That was his feel-out game. Not to be no. to be worked over like I a didn't say that Anthony no. Come on, man. That's that whole. I didn't say that thing. Anthony Davis was having a feel-out
1: game. I said LeBron James was having no, a feel-out game.
0: And I'm asking you about Anthony Davis. Why did he play poorly? Because of LeBron's feeling out the game? No.
1: He played okay, poorly exactly. because he's... I mean, Anthony Davis played poorly because he... I mean, what do you want me to... Okay, I don't, I don't okay. have any answer for that. Okay, good. Andre Drummond just, was in the way, I guess. I mean, what you, what, what do you better. want me to say? He missed his shots.
0: The whole thing doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you told me LeBron played poorly and they lost because he feel felt, was feeling no, out... You know, no, I was, didn't. LeBron
1: didn't even play poorly. LeBron just barely played the first half. Wait, <laughs> he played then, the whole second half.
0: Anthony Davis is a big part of that team. He didn't play well. He got eaten up. And yes, okay, the Suns trying to win both games. It ain't, it's a tall order. Most people would have assumed that the Lakers are going to get a split. They're going to come back. We saw the Suns make a run. They they pulled within uh, one point or they tied the game. I can't remember. And then the Lakers won it in the end. With the Lakers credit their championship team. They got two great stars and they, and they won the game. We'll see how this series goes on the next one. I think game three is the big one for Phoenix. I think if Phoenix can go in, and steal a game at Staples Center. That will change the series. I, I think game three is as big. Obviously, they can win game four and still come out with a split and then it's a three-game series. But I, I do not see the Lakers winning uh, four games in a row against this team.
1: I would be I wouldn't be with you. i like I said before, dude. I love the Suns. Made a ton of money betting on the Suns all year. I'm a the card-carrying Devin Booker fan. And I was in New Orleans when Chris Paul got drafted. I remember when it happened. I was I was a New Orleans a New Orleans Hornets fan at the time. But when Chris Paul came back out in Game One after he goes down, I know they're calling it a shoulder. But I, and I ain't no doctor, but I know when I saw that replay, he grabbed his neck. He grabbed his neck, and then when he came back out onto the court, it very much seemed as if he could not have feel of the ball in his right hand. It seemed like you know when you're dealing with that tactile touch. You know, he couldn't – he just didn't – it wasn't bouncing up back to him the way it was supposed to. And if Chris Paul ain't right, the Suns ain't going. As much as I was saying that Devin Booker's the engine, Chris Paul has to be – a. Chris Paul has to be effective for this Suns team to, to challenge with the Lakers, I mean, just realistically speaking, like, because I mean, just look at it down the line. You got guys like Campaign who are running in the with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, that's just not. Campaign was in China like two years ago. All due respect to your boy, but Chris Paul is a future Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, but we've seen Chris Paul before. I mean, this is the problem with him: is he always seems to wind up getting hurt at some point, especially in the playoff. It's it's an unfortunate thing to be done. But they have to work through it. I think they'll win another game or so. We'll we'll see how this thing plays out. Let's go to the Knicks and the Hawks. And Julius Randle played more like Orange Julius, 6-for-23 from the field in his first uh, playoff what, game. What, what is Knicks. an
1: Orange Julius? I don't they, they know what Orange Julius is.
0: You never know what that is. They just sell them at the mall. They used to be like an Orange Julius stand where they made like some sort of special orange drink. You never went is to the
1: it like most- a, it's, it's like a drink? Is like an ice cream? Like a like a, what is <laughs> yeah, orange Julius?
0: Yeah, it's like a it's like a mix of a drink and a smoothie kind of thing. It's not like liquid, like a soda or or lemonade. It's kind of like a smoothie, but it's a drink. It's not like some some health okay. cake, an orange Julius. But anyway, they were nasty. That's what I'm trying to say. And he was six foot twenty two What did you make of of uh, the Knicks? You know they. They got like 60-something points from their bench, and, and to not win that game is a big blow to me. You can't pass up when your bench comes. You know, you you can't expect to get that again from the bench. Can you? Over 60 points? Uh,
1: I'd say maybe you can because they do – only because Tibbs starts the wrong guy. Like, Alfred Payton will start in this sit – he starts the first four minutes of the game, and it doesn't come back out. But um, I think with the Knicks – the Knicks, the, the problem with the Knicks, I don't think they have another gear, right? They play so hard during the regular season, like that's their edge, right? But in the playoffs, everybody's playing hard, everybody's playing the next level. And the thing that I think that that I did not see it until until literally watching Game One, I bet on the Knicks in Game One and almost regretted it immediately. Because did just,
0: you lie? why did you regret it immediately? What was it that made you say, "Uh oh, they're not going to win"? DeAndre
1: were- Hunter. DeAndre Hunter made me regret it immediately because I'm seeing this guy and I'm realizing, oh, Julius Randle, he owns the he owns the Hawks, he owns the Hawks until, but DeAndre Hunter was in none of those games. DeAndre Hunter and the way that he's was defending Randle down the stretch, it was like, oh, oh boy, because the Knicks, that's the thing about when I bet on the Knicks all year, they don't have like a fourth quarter late game situational offense. Their offense is like. Julius Randle, step back three. Julius, they don't do like the screen and roll. They don't hunt matchups. And especially if you got a guy like Trey Young on the other side, who is literally bottom five defender in basketball, there's got to be a couple plays where you get the switch to Julius Randle and Julius Randle's just putting him through the rim. And the Knicks aren't built to do that. So I don't know what's about to happen in this series, but I think that – I think the Hawks are more talented. The Knicks play harder, but I think the talent is going to outweigh. I think the Hawks in like five or six, honestly.
0: Yeah, I picked the Hawks in this series. I mean, I like what the Knicks do. I don't know if they have enough offense. And we saw uh, Trey Young when it it came down to crunch time. It was no question he was going to take the shot. He was the guy. That's what you got to have in the playoffs. You can't have – Julius Randle just chucking up shots, you know what I mean, from the perimeter uh, like he did at the end. And it just didn't work out. I, I just don't think the Knicks have enough offense. As good as their defense is, they weren't able to stop uh, Trey Young when it mattered most. So I I, I like the Hawks in this. Uh, you know, it was a great scene at Madison Square Garden. I liked all the energy. You know what I mean? It was a good game to watch. I, I enjoyed the game itself. But I wasn't surprised that the Hawks, every time it looked like the Knicks were going to pull away, the Hawks had firepower. You know what I mean? They knocked down some big threes on the perimeter, Martin, right? Right when it looked like the Knicks were just going to, like, push it out of reach. Boom, a three, another three, and the game's tied. Just like that. So I like the Hawks.
1: And then you got Bogdanovich was playing well. I mean, and you know, fun. Uh, this is a funny, fun story. I don't know if you heard this, but somebody was supposed, to, I think it was Bogdanovich on that last Trey Young floater. Bogdanovich was supposed to come set a screen. His shoe falls off in the middle of the play. And Trey is like, no, no, no. I got this. Let me just dust uh, Nick Nicolina. I can't Frank Nick Lina, Nick, Nick whatever right.
0: and,
1: and, and you know what? Tibbs, Tibbs subbing in. Frank N, our boy Frank N from France, him subbing him in in the last minute of the first half didn't make any sense. Subbing him in in the last minute of the second half was egregious. Like, you got to just let the horses that brung you, 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 right, you dance with the girl who brought you, right? Like, you just got to, at this point, if D. Rose can't stay in front of him, you're going to lose.
0: He thinks he's a defensive stopper. I mean, that's the only reason why you would make that kind of move. Uh, when you're putting guys in in the last minute to try to avoid uh, a shot, but it didn't work out for the Knicks, so I mean, it'll be Rob. This ain't
1: this ain't baseball. It's not like you just call a guy up to pinch run, you know? <laughs> like it's not this
0: ain't the same. or you're calling the lefty, you know what I mean? Like okay, I need I just need <laughs> one out, like right here, right
1: here. <laughs> that's not how this, that's not how this game works. And so and and you know what? Also too, I like Nate McMillan over Thibodeau in the coaching matchup. Honestly, you know. Nate-
0: no, present, there's a good coach. He's, he's been a good coach everywhere he's gone. I'm serious. Like, he hasn't won anything, but he's a good coach. I mean, I, I, I've i watched his teams. They play hard. They they get to the playoffs. They win. You know, uh, I, I think he is underrated, no doubt. he turned that Hawks team around, you remember, I thought – they had too much talent to be as bad as they were. He came on, and then they won like eight or nine in a row to start, and they never looked back. So we
1: we talked about it here after after Lloyd Pierce got fired. Is Nate McMillan was you know highly respected USA basketball. You know he, he's he's plugged in, and he got a raw deal in Indiana last year, honestly. And look where they are now. All right, Parker, we got some game two action happening in the NBA tonight. First, the Washington Wizards, the eight seed, are traveling or should be already in Philadelphia, the one seed. The 76ers are eight point favorites. Which way are you going on this one, Parker?
0: I I think Philadelphia will will win the game. I I really do. But I think the Wizards are going to cover. I'm going to take the Wizards plus eight points. I just think that uh, they have firepower. Uh, you know, they lost game one. It was close for most of that game, Martin. Uh, and and then uh Philadelphia pulled away late. I, I'm gonna say that the the Wizards stay close, close enough to lose by four or five. I love the Wizards plus eight here.
1: I hear you. I'm thinking I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really torn on this one. I lean to the Wizards plus eight, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Wizards plus eight. It's just really hard. And I, I've said it on Twitter before. The last time I bet against Russell Westbrook, he had 40 points going into like the fourth quarter. <laughs> like He had a 40-point triple-double with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's, and it is seared into my brain. Brad Beal is a walking bucket. He's had a couple of days off for that hamstring to get back, right? Philly's going to win, okay? Washington is getting swept. The Wizards are getting swept. But I do, seeing this as a point. I mean, when you think about like Boston and, and Brooklyn, Game one, that was an eight, nine point game. And I think that the Wizards give the 76ers a much tougher time than the Celtics are giving the Nets. So I'm going to go ahead and take the eight, but I don't love it. I'm definitely, but I'm taking the eight though. All right. So we'll move on from there to Madison Square Garden, staying in the northeastern part of the country. uh,
0: And I used to work at Madison Square Garden, covering those games and playoff action. I was there when Reggie Miller made those shots. I was there for so many magical moments. It's great playoff time. And the atmosphere came through on television.
1: It's crazy, too, because that was made have been like the last time the Knicks had a crazy great playoff moment. You might have had all black hair. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, when We're talking about <laughs> Reggie Miller and because Reggie Miller called the game. I was watching last night on
0: TV. <laughs> okay. well, I watched Reggie Miller play. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, what's even <laughs> scarier is when I hear like Mark Jackson doing games. Because I covered Mark Jackson when he was in college, and now he's a grown man doing games on television.
1: Crazy. Okay. Mark Jackson, not only that, he's he's coached the team. He played in the league, coached in the league. Now he calls the league. All in this time period. I mean, the man's worn several different hats, and you've known him through all of them. But Mark Jackson is not walking through that door for the New York Knicks, who are down 0-1 right now to the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks are two-point underdogs in Madison Square Garden. Rob, where are you with this one?
0: You know what? I know because the Hawks came through, people looking to say, oh, they'll win again. I, I, Julius Randle will not shoot six for 23. They will get that sorted out. They won't get the bench numbers that they had, but they'll get enough from Julius Randle to make up some of that. I think that the Knicks, when you talk about a 4-5 matchup, it's pretty, uh, pretty even. So I'm going to go with the Knicks getting the split. And winning at Madison Square Garden and winning at home. So I'm going to give up the two points. And I say the Knicks win the game by more than two. I say they win by five. I like this a lot. Uh, If I had kids' college money, I might dip into that.
1: So I am going the other way. I'm with the Atlanta Hawks just because when I watched that game, I didn't see – I mean, you know, you, these playoff series, they're all about coaching adjustments, right? What are you doing from game 1 to game 2 to game 3 to game 4, right? What what they beat you this way game 1, how are you going to switch game 2? I don't see what the Knicks can do. I don't see their I don't see their 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 counterpunch. I don't see their right hook oh, coming Mom, after you, watching game 1. Because you, to Julius Randle to your point, he's not going to shoot 6 for 23, but Alec right. Burks is not I've watched, you know, probably probably forty Nick games this year. I ain't never seen Alec Burks hitting these type of turnaround, I clutch fourth that. quarter long twos. Like, I mean, this dude was playing way above his level, way above his water. And hey, kudos to you, brother. Do your thing. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening again tonight. I think that'll probably balance out to where the Hawks. I think the Hawks could be better. I think the Hawks left a lot of points on the on the floor in New York. Yeah.
0: But they made a lot of big shots, too. And I think that I just think the Knicks, with that atmosphere, what happened, they felt like they were in control of that game for a good portion of it. And they just couldn't close it out. I think they'll come back knowing they didn't get run out the court on their home court where you feel like you're on your heels or whatever. And they know that their star player, who's been big all year, laid an egg. He had a stinker. Julius Randle had an absolute stinker in that game. Six for 23, I say this guy makes 10 baskets tonight, and the Knicks win by five
1: I think I think he def, Julius Randle definitely he's too good to, to stay down like that, but I just't can't, I can't see like even if he does like, I just don't see the, the the whole point of the Knicks all season was Julius Randle is the offense right that was the whole thing but all right in any event we'll go on to the next game the one and the eight seed in the Western Conference. The Memphis Grizzlies took a game one stunner over the Utah Jazz. They have a 1-0 lead in the series. They are nine and a half point underdogs today. Donovan Mitchell apparently back. I feel like at this point you got to wait till you actually see him on the court because he'll tell you he's back, and then the Jazz will sit him anyway. But we're expecting Donovan Mitchell to play. Rob, where are you at with the Grizz and the Jazz?
0: I think the I think the uh, Jazz will win, but I'm taking Memphis plus nine and a half. There's too many points, too many question marks. <clears throat> Donovan Mitchell is a question mark. Like, okay, he might play, but how well will he play? Uh, I, I, Memphis has to have a lot of confidence. They, they ran those guys out the gym in their own court. Of course, they didn't have their star player, but I think Utah can win the game if Donovan Mitchell plays well, but – I just don't think they're going to blow out Memphis. I think Memphis is on a high. They've been playing really, really well. Good basketball. Morant is an amazing young player. I love watching him play. I, I, I got Memphis plus nine and a half.
1: I'm right with you in lockstep, and I'll be honest. I know This may be the hottest take I ever come out with, and I'm, don't ask me to bet it because I'm not going to. But I feel like the Grizzlies might win this game. I really do. Even with Mitchell coming back, like, I don't think, like, I think the Grizzlies can win this game, dude. I think that these teams, like the Clippers and the Jazz, who were leading the regular season, in 3 point percentage as a team and you got guys like Joe Ingles who shoot hitting 50% from 3 hooting 47% from 3 I just have real trouble seeing that last and I think in the playoffs you know everybody uh everybody your guts get a little tighter you know it, it's a little it's a little tougher and now with fans course,
0: back in the- what you are talking about or what? I mean I mean this is a family show but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying you know and speaking of
1: families there's cry, there's fans in the stands now I mean before basically, you know, if you want to be one of the people to discount the bubble, you're saying that, hey, it's it's just shooting practice, right? Well, now there's screaming, yelling to fans in, in every every playoff arena. We're seeing we see him on TV. I think that these teams are in a little bit of trouble, man. These teams that like you see these these outlier three-pointers, like Mark, Marcus Morris was like one of the best three-point shooters in the league this year. is, is that gonna last? Like, I can't think I don't think that's gonna last. So I think the same thing with the Jazz, like. The Jazz are entirely dependent on Jordan Clarkston a ton for their their offensive firepower, and I get that he just won six man of the year, but that's feast or famine. Donovan Mitchell, I feel like him coming back is going to be huge, but we do not he hasn't played in 20 games, Rob Parker, and this isn't you – know,
0: But it's supposed we, to be a lift for them um, if he just plays okay. He doesn't have to play great, but I think for the team to have your guy, your main guy, your leader back out there, I think that's could help them. I I think they win the game. I I disagree, but I don't think they're going to blow them out. Nine and a half points is a lot. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay. It is very simple. I feel so strongly about both of these games. I'm taking the Knicks minus two against the Hawks. I think the Knicks bounce back. Julius Randle has a good game. They going not have to have a great game. He can't have a six for 23 night, but I like the Knicks minus two. And Washington to make it a game. Philadelphia is comfortable. One game, enough to lead. They don't have to blow Washington out. All they need to do is win the game to hold on the home court. I think they win the game in Philadelphia, but Washington plus uh, eight points um, is a good bet. So I'm going to take Washington plus those eight points. And I'd say Philadelphia wins by four or five.
1: And for my same game parlay, I'm taking John Morant points plus rebounds plus assists over. 33 and a half. He told me, he told us, he told America, John Morant did, that he was a top five point guard in this league. And I feel like this is the playoff in which he's going to try to prove it. So that's why I like that for my same game parlay.
0: All right, there you go. That's the Lemon Pepper Parlay NBA edition slash playoff edition. Make sure you like us, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, Hit us up onto our social media. And uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs. Continue. Uh, and send uh, Rob
1: Steph Curry clips on Twitter. He loves it.
0: That's right. Send me those clips of him missing, uh, putting up bad shots at the end of the game. Don't want to see it. How, how about that? All right, Martin. Peace.